If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Jill. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Um, I have on my mind... Uh, retreats and staff retreats. It's time for us to plan our next staff retreat. And I am wondering what your experiences have been and what you've learned. Experiences with faculty staff retreats. Okay. So uh, some good examples and bad examples. Okay. Like, and, and, and I think that pretty much every Catholic school, whether you're at a high school or an elementary school, I'm, I'm guessing that everybody experiences retreats with, with the faculty and staff. Um, so everybody has an opinion about this, right? So I'm just going to throw a couple ideas out there of things that I've experienced or planned over the years and, um, things that worked and things that didn't work. All right. Before we dive into your ideas, I'm wondering too, if you um, have been on good retreats or have you been out and about on retreats on your own or, um, or have the best ones been with the full faculty? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, okay. So the, the easy answer to that is when you're on a very well-structured retreat where you have personal time to go and do whatever activities might be on the grounds. Like, um, if they have an adoration chapel open and you can go spend time in adoration or go to confession or go walk around in the garden or go pray at a grotto or go what you need to do and do it on, do it alone. Um, I like when there are retreats where you have that, the, the personal option to go do things on your own, but then there's also group retreat time. So, um, I would say the combination of both is probably the, mm-hmm. the best experience. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think the encouragement is to go on retreat if you have opportunities in your diocese or neighboring diocese to go away and retreat. Um, but also that communal sense of having the whole faculty together or your department together or a group of Catholic friends together is re- also really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And so a couple of the examples, <laughs> a couple of the examples that um, that I'm remembering of things that were good. So one um, group thing that we did, we, you know, it was called retreat day, but we went on a um, we did a service project together. So we, you know, as a faculty, we went and we did service work together. So that, you know, and that's always a possibility for, for people. Um, 
and then to come back together as a faculty and do some reflection on that. And then um, some other examples, like when I was in, and I would say I'll, I'll be geographically specific here because there are two places that I had really good experiences in Northwest Indiana, and that was at the Carmelite Retreat Center. That is, um, oh no, it's not. It's not a Carmelite Retreat Center. But it is a um, Carmelite shrine, and it's in Munster, Indiana, right there. It's right at at a very easy, easily accessible location from the Chicago area, from um, northern Indiana and Michigan. So it's in a it's in a really good spot. But it's you know it's like an outdoor venue, so it's gardens and grottos mm-hmm. and you know prayerful mm-hmm. space, and it was that was a really good experience. And then uh, you know there's another one in St. John, Indiana, called the Shrine of Christ's Passion, which is also it's an outdoor um, life size representation of the Stations of the Cross, which is um, you know if you if you have accessibility to that, you're not too far from that gel, but if you have accessibility to that, mm-hmm. um, but of course here in Arizona, I could you know name off a bunch of places too, so you can find these places. Right. Absolutely. And I love, um, I had great experiences. Religious orders have such beautiful retreat centers um, here in in West Michigan and Lowell. Uh, there's the Franciscan Retreat Center, but also San Jose, California has a beautiful retreat center. And also um, not too far from New York City, I was in a retreat center. And again, it, um, it seems as though there are more opportunities to get off campus or outside of our diocese than we imagine. So if you ever, you know, just be on the lookout of possibilities for yourself and for the people around you. Um, so beyond the faculty retreat, I think there's great opportunities for you to uh, be on retreat as a teacher. You know what? I think you're referring to the San Jose one. I think you're referring to the one that's in Santa Cruz right there on the beach. Are you talking about that one? No, there must be oh. more than one. That's amazing. No, I was like, no. Yeah, Santa Cruz, California. It's it's a beach house, and again, it's it's an order, you know, run retreat facility that I've been there a couple of times. It, it's probably the most beautiful place I've I've ever been, but it's right there on the ocean. So, okay, so we've wow, yeah, that sounds good. yeah, okay. So, um, you know, what a way, and I would say, I think that you know, one of the things that ties us all together is is nature. It's that influence of nature. So, when you can. I remember, you know, somewhere in Southern Indiana, we used to go down to Brown County and, you know, like go to the state park down there. Like, I don't know why. So I'm thinking nature is probably an important part of this to be able to be in a place. So things that don't work, like don't, don't take your staff to a hotel, or if you're on the retreat planning committee as a teacher, Mm -hmm. you know, don't plan it for a a hotel conference room, (laughs) try to find some place where you can be in nature and have a, have a chapel. (laughs) And even, and even going, you know, let's say you are bound to stay on campus, us, Mm -hmm. you know, I think about using other spaces of the campus, being out in a prayer garden, being in a courtyard, being, being on the spots on campus that maybe you only see out the window because you're stuck in classrooms all day. Like just, just encourage the non-classroom environment so that you can really, um, think differently, pray differently. Your campus has beautiful natural spaces that people, and it, it's all the way you you look at it and utilize it, just like anything else with, with an educational space. It's the way you look at it and the way you utilize it. And you could totally do that on your, on your campus for sure. Um, many high schools probably could. So um, let me, I know that we had mentioned a couple of times in um, 
previous episodes that there was, I, I had been talking to a friend of mine who runs retreats. Her name is Tara Kasi. So we're going to attribute this idea to my friend, Tara Kasi, who she's a former Catholic school teacher and administrator. And she runs, um, she does run some retreats for Catholic school faculties and staffs and parish faculties and staffs. So I wanted to just really quickly tell a story about how I was talking to her recently and she was telling me about a retreat that she was preparing and it actually referred to that scripture um, message that you and I had been talking about, uh, the Luke 6. I know we were just talking about this in a- That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, in a recent episode. I've been thinking about this. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this because you could- continue to use one verse over and over yes. and over again in different contexts. And this is this is a great example of that. Yes, it is. And just the fact that this kept coming up, like, you know, we've talked about this and, oh, we were reading this book and this is what popped out to us. And how can we unpack this? And then I'm talking to my friend who's preparing a retreat for Catholic school teachers. And she says, oh, you know, this is going to be based on love your enemy. And it, ref I mean, it just ties right back to the same, the same, um, scripture passage. So it, it, so just a, a reminder, um, if you hadn't listened to those previous episodes, the, the scripture passage that we're talking about is, um, it's Luke 6, give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. So, you know, it's this idea of um, just acknowledging that other people, they have their own reasons for things. They have their own purposes for things that it's not up to us to judge anything about anybody else. And, and of course, it comes from the book, Forgive Everyone Everything. So don't judge on anyone anything. How about that for a message? <laughs> So she's tying that into the concept of, you know, and, and who is your enemy and defining what an enemy is. It's not, you know, the person that's trying to do you physical harm. It's, it's different from that. So really, mm -hmm. so really great stuff. So when we're talking about retreats, it's about the space, it's about the place you go, but it's also about the themes that you choose. So. Mm -hmm. And it's about finding those passages. What's great is um, we're called to, as catechists to be um, engaging in our spiritual life. And so sometimes when you see a passage like this and you find what you want to go on retreat for or with, mm -hmm. um, that personal reflection of that verse is important so that you can then engage in conversation with colleagues on the same thing or bring students into that theme or however you want to um, go out into the world like we're supposed to. So it's not just about retreating and... Um, and living our lives in isolation, but then taking that passage out. And I think that's um, what a good a good theme or a good passage to start with um, will do for us. And this is a great, great example of that. Yeah. And go on retreat, be present in the moment, open your heart and listen to what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. So with that, yeah. I think we're out of time. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go. There's the bell. Thanks for the energy boost. As we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts, keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We'll see you next time. Thank you.